Right then, welcome or welcome back to the Midnight Podcast, where we have super in-depth, authentic, super transparent, open conversations with an array of different entrepreneurs from many different industries. I really want to make this a podcast known for going super in-depth on loads of topics that other podcasts are scared to speak about. I feel like most stuff out there these days is just super surface level, super vanilla, and doesn't really answer the questions that viewers and listeners want to hear. So that's what we're trying to do. Keep it real and keep it raw. I'm sure you'll get a huge amount of value listening or watching the pod wherever you are. And if you do, don't forget to subscribe, recommend it to a friend, leave a like and a comment and just let us know what you think. And yeah, really hope you enjoy this episode. Right then, back with, I think, episode 28 or 29 of the Midnight Pod, not recording in like three weeks, so we're getting a bit fucking rusty on the mic here. Um, we've got Brad and Milo from Crep Chief, um, which started through Tom Exton, TGE, right? He's yep. not here, who's going to be here, but didn't fucking show up because he's in Barcelona or something. That's put the noise on some like testing days like or something. Yeah, hard man to get hold of. And then you guys got involved, what, like two years ago, and then basically scared the shit out of the business and literally I heard about you guys probably yeah probably when Tom had it originally um, yeah so that was probably looking like early 2018 um, yeah. maybe even yeah 2018 I think I think we bought it in 2019 but it was originally a personal shopping company yeah um, that Tom and his business partner Aaron started together and they um, they was doing it with a kid from who was buying and selling the shoes for them but they was just doing the majority of the marketing mm. um, but the kid was messing it up a little bit, like it just wasn't organized, um, wasn't making sure everything was going out to customers. Yeah. And then they got bored of it. Um, and then they just literally was like, boom, we don't want the page anymore. We'll take an offer for it. Um, we put an offer through and they thankfully, they accepted it. We So we always said that we would be the best personal shoppers because like every personal shopper such as like, call them all out, Henry Chadwick's Mr. Undivided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had one on here actually two weeks ago. He well, runs no. Crep Station, uh, not Crep Station. LS Personal Shopper. Crep's Locker, etc. Um, like they was getting a lot of the like streetwear stock um, through us. Yeah. So it was like, we would be the best personal shoppers. Like we would, because everyone's getting it from us and then we took it on and we was like, not the best personal shoppers at all. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We was pretty poor at it. Um, and then we did what we knew, which was reselling. We came up with the idea for Crep Chief Notify which is essentially a resale group that teaches people how to buy and sell stuff. Um, but originally, like, so the idea of those groups came from um, Twitter spaces mm. um, and stuff like that, where it was all very enclosed and very clicky. Like yeah. it was maximum, like, you're probably talking like yeah. maximum a few hundred people. 250 people, like literally 500 people at most. Like people was just obsessed with the idea of like keeping everything closed loops, like not showing you information and kind of like, just keeping it on that kind of like, if you know, you know kind of level. Yeah. Just obviously as from a business standpoint, it isn't like sustainable long-term, especially as like things grow and change. Well, as, you, as you've seen, well, as you can see at the moment, so, those kind of groups, they've like not quickly became outdated, but over the past few years, they've quickly become outdated because the information became available like to pretty much every group. So every group was posting the same stuff at some like towards the end. And then we came in and was like, well, there's an opportunity here to just like yeah. tell it to everyone and then just scale a business to the top compared to how 
like everyone else have been doing it like two three hundred members charging 30 pound a month mm. like you're not making like mega money but it was a majority of a lot of kids that was just running them at the time and mm. we wanted to take it further we was looking for a professional business like we said we tried the personal shopping stuff um didn't work for us but we was looking for something concrete for us to work on because i think will was just coming out of university um i wasn't interested in university tom didn't go he was working a graphic design job and you'd just come out of college hadn't you yeah so i was just well like how i started was that me and will was running like a similar business model but we was running it the same way so clothes not sharing our information Sorry. and things like Sorry. that so once we kind of like got over that kind of hurdle and decided to like open it up to everyone that's when things like really changed and that's basically what had happened to us is that we'd one of our friends had like introduced us to it and he'd basically like reeled us in into getting us into reselling and just there was just nobody doing that just getting people who didn't know anything about it into reselling so that's when like things really started to change from there yeah yeah, yeah. so go, going back before that then like obviously how many people are involved in the business now like in terms of founders or like owners um, Depends. So there's we crept chief notified. There's five of us. Um, in, so there's me, myself, myself, Milo, Tom, Will, and TG in crept chief notify. Yeah. And then in crept chief NFT, which is our NFT group. Um, there's the five of us as well as um, a guy called Max. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And going back before that, then like your backgrounds, how do you even get to the position where you like want to buy a fucking business? And obviously, like most people, just go uni get a grad job fall into oblivion I guess something. I guess it just kind of happened so like the way it went for me was I was in college and I was running a business with Will alongside my college and I knew as soon as I left college I was just gonna like not go to uni and I was just gonna try and focus on like making this business and just trying to make everything work and I just always had in my head like the way to like to the top is just being your own boss you know what i mean starting your own company you doing like the innovative thing so that was always mindset that was always my mindset and that's the way i got into everything and then i met um brad and tom through will mm. so that's how it all came about with crep chief because i originally wasn't involved with crep chief and i was just with will on this like crep chief notified business model but under a different name so then that's where my background came from and that's how i got to like starting business um, for myself, it just so, like going back to maybe like 2015, just started college. Um, yeah. I met Tom um, through um, a recent English class for GCSE English. And then we, I, so I got into the reselling stuff because of music. I just became like a massive hip hop fan at the time. And then mm. Kanye West launched the Yeezy V 350 V1 around the same time. Um, and I was just so interested in it. And then Tom ended up getting into it because he met Will through photography, which was they shared a class in college as well. Yeah. And then it just kind of like the three of us came together. We just loved the idea of reselling, um, etc. And then we met Milo because Milo was involved with Will um, in their business, and they lived next to each other um, at the time. Yeah. It's literally just sheer chance that I met yeah. Will. Like literally through that, I just literally lived next door to me. And without Will, literally, I wouldn't even be in the position that I'm in now. Literally, because like he was the one to like come to me and say like, because he knew that I knew about like little bits about coding and that. So then he was like, do you want to help me with this? And then that's slowly how we like got into everything from there. Yeah, yeah. So coming up to the point before you bought the, what, what did you actually buy with Crep Chief? Was it literally an Instagram page or was it an actual business? The Instagram, the nah, not the business. Instagram page and um, the domain rights. <laughs> and then that's when, because there's a few different arms to it, like 
the SaaS side. Yep. That's like, is that the main revenue generator? Yes. So with Crep Chief Notified, the main, the main pull to the business is because of the monitors. Um, yeah. So if something's out of stock, you can almost, you, our, our monitors are the best fact. Like there's no, we have literally it's, it's, four developers working that's on That's actual our, people. Or yes, four developers that work yeah. on our monitors all the time. Like hundred percent our monitors are unbelievable. So if a product's out of stock, we can tell you the second, literally the millisecond that it's back in stock, we t- we can tell you like mm-hmm. quicker than any, quicker than you can process it in your brain. Um, and that's why the software is so valuable because it's all about getting those products that you can't get. Yeah. Um, and you get that through these restock monitors that Milo and his team develops. Yeah. So basically, like, because I, I, I don't know this whole world, so it's a fucking interesting. So you, did you basically, obviously, once you into the personal shopping world, didn't find massive success with it, you're saying, but we're interested in it. So then you basically made a, a software for other people that wanted to do it themselves from scratch. Yeah. But a much better way of doing it because it's all, like, automated and shit. Yeah, that's basically how it started. So how it started at first was, like, there was like when something restocked online people would just like find out it restocked and send the link and then this is where me and will that first came into contact was over these monitors so he'd come to me and he was like all oh, right so this this item's out of stock and i want to monitor it and as soon as it comes back in stock i want to i want you to let me know and let everybody else know so then we developed a system to do that and then from there that's literally what allowed ccn to become what it is now because it's just, it's just all based on like these out of stock items they've got extra like they've got a resale value like once you have them you can sell them on ebay for more than what you paid and then they're out of stock everywhere so basically all we're doing is just notifying people when these highly demanded items come back in stock we buy them they go out of stock 10 minutes later and then selling them on ebay yeah 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 so if i wanted to get started from scratch like how much am i paying like how does it work i literally just sign up on the website yeah and pretty much good to go so you go on to crepchiefnotify.com you sign up it's 30 pound a month um most most people average between three to five hundred pound a month profit um which is pretty good if you're just paying 30 pound a month yeah, and, yeah. like you're doing it just on the side because um, all you have to do is literally like so you wait for the notification of like an in, you go on you initially learn what products are coming out and all that stuff you do your first initial like a couple of hours of understanding it all yeah. and then once you understand it all and you understand the products um, you just literally wait for the notification to come back in you go onto the you go onto the notification click on the website buy it once it arrives at your house put it on eBay and then just ship it off to your buyer it's as simple as that yeah, fuck, because when I was younger, probably like 17, 18, before I got into that e-com, I used to, I think there was something called, like, I don't know if you heard of it, Profit Accumulator. It, it was like a, it was like a matched betting Oh, I've heard of matched betting. Oh, yeah. yeah. This was like, proper like, just wanted to make fucking money from my laptop before I knew anything yeah. about anything sort of thing. But I wonder if that's like a similar audience, but like, who is your customer base primarily? Yo, fellas, quick one. First bit of promo for the pod, you may or may not have heard, I released a fucking e-com course a few months ago. Basically spent like six months making it because I was in between businesses, as you probably know, if you follow my shit. I must say, 12 hours long, it's fucking quality content. I was gonna drop it at like 1500 quid with some bullshit guru-y webinar and all that rubbish, but as you know, it's not my main thing. I'm working on a new brand right now, very, very fucking much in the trenches, which is why I think it's actually a better course than everything else out there, because it's built on real experience of my brands in the past and my current one. I think it's super, super valuable. If you're interested in e-com, you're already in e-com and you want it to get into e-com zero to one starting a brand from scratch then definitely worth investing in link is in the bio of this video or podcast spotify apple music wherever the fuck you're listening or watching and enjoy the rest of the pod 
we didn't necessarily figure it out at first, but because we just had such a wide variety of people that wanted to try it. Like yeah. we literally had people over 50 just in the chats every single day, loving it. Um, I bet COVID helped with that, did it? COVID massively helped. People just sat at home thinking, literally. something. 100%. COVID helped massively, but it also helped with, because our supply chains was difficult during COVID. So a mm. lot of stock that people wanted mm-hmm. was just like, it, there wasn't much of it. So yeah. coming from China, that's really what like kicked it off in terms of like the really really big profits like if you like rewind time back to like the start of covid like may time july time it was literally like you was making cash hand over fist there were so many like products that had supply chain issues like her clippers nintendo switches hot tubs outdoor furniture everything there was just supply chain issues all over the place and that's when it really took off for us because before this we was we was very like sneaker orientated and like yeah i was gonna say obviously clothing orientated supreme orientated that's like the way it all started and then when like covid hit it basically opened up this new market where all these products had massive supply chain issues and then we quickly realized that it was not all products were due to covid there was just lots of people having supply chain issues Mm. all over the place so that's how it's like still going to this day but COVID literally just blew it off like cash hand over fist. Like you was making like 700, 800 pound on a hot tub, like sheer profit, like 700, 800 pound sheer profit in one sale. And so it was, it was literally insane. It was very, really, it was so easy because yeah. of the monitors. Like it was just so good at the time. And because fortunately the business managed to grow and scale, we had a money to spend on developing the business. Yeah. So we could purchase developers. We could get the time from people. Whereas like these, all, all the rest of the other groups, like there wasn't necessarily like full time and no there was no one making as much money as we was at the time um which really benefited us because like i say you can just you can buy the time off someone else to be able to develop things even further for you yeah yeah. and if we've got a team of developers full time that are working on like developing these monitors or you've got a bunch of kids that are in college that are doing it Mm part-time in the evenings mm. it's just a different level like you got qualified people like you can't compete that. at that point you just it's difficult to compete and what i was saying earlier in terms of like um businesses dropping off and stuff like that so there's a lot of old groups now that used to be really really popular back in the day um that are just no longer a thing because the amount of like people that we generated to our group and the amount of revenue that we we achieve like suppliers are looking at that same revenue and going well I'd, I quite fancy a bit more of their money rather than like the 500 pound that I was charging before and mm. so then all these groups that are keeping themselves clo- cl- themselves closed it's now like well you're keeping yourself closed but your prices are now going up and you're not actually getting any more revenue yeah. because you, you're trying to keep this same vibe of like clickiness and exclusiveness but the industry's not that anymore and we've seen a lot of a lot of them now change. Um, a lot of them want to accept a bit more people in. We've seen a lot of them go. Um, big names, big names before. And so is, is, are these groups like still doing it manually, like without software? Nah, so they are using software, but at the end of the day, this, this software takes a lot of maintenance. Like the websites are changing all the mm. time. So you got to keep updating things. They, they try and like patch things. So they'll employ like bot protection and then there might be like a loophole to avoid the bot protection. And basically bot protection is just like costs money. It's just what it is. It's like you have to solve a capture to request a website and then each capture costs like money to solve because you can just pay like Filipino people like to solve captures for you and things like that. So it basically just becomes a cost game at that point. And then all these loopholes, what these groups are exploiting soon get patched and then they have to find new loopholes. So you realistically just need, you just need to spend a lot of time and that's what they couldn't do. They couldn't invest the amount of time we could invest into the making the monitors. And then that's why we excelled. 
So are you definitely, are you the biggest in the UK now then? Yeah, in terms yeah. of home, group size, 100%, yeah. 100%. How about also the most hated? Is there like, is there, yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there much bigger ones like worldwide, America and shit? Not too sure in America, um, but pro- probably in Asia. Mm. There's some. There's probably bigger ones than us in ah, Asia true. for sure. Yeah, but them true. Asian dons don't mess about, man. Like, yeah, yeah they, they don't mess about. I them, believe. But. I believe me and Will worked with a guy um, very early on in our monitor career, and we was basically making monitors for his app. It wasn't like a Discord or anything like that. It was his own app, and we basically made monitors for him. And he ended up having like. In the end, I it's think like he ended up having like 100,000 users or something like that on his app in Asia. And it was just full, like when we was like coding for the app, the whole app was just in like Chinese or whatever. So he'd he'd managed to get so many members on. So like worldwide, we're definitely not the biggest, but. Yeah, 100%. I reckon like from, in terms of brands and stuff, I don't really know necessarily more bigger brands in like American stuff. Like a, a big one is Soul Savvy. Um, mm. But even like the member count is pretty relatively low. But Soulsav is essentially like a sneaker community. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they just, like, everyone in there is just chatting about sneakers and trying to get a hold of the latest sneakers. But they got some mad, like, I think it was like, they, they raised like 12 million in their Series C or something stupid like that. Mm. Um, which is, like, that's just crazy, crazy numbers. But even them, I know they've got under 1,000 members because yeah. I'm in their group and I can yeah. see that they've not got more than 1,000 members. So do you limit yours at all then? Or do you view it completely differently business-wise? We did com- we did for a long time view it completely different. Um, we just wanted to l- get as many, many people in as possible. But you do see issues with, if you push out a hot tub or a select product to, to a, like ah, right, that yeah, amount yeah. of people, and then you now have a huge control of the market. But mm. because a lot of people are beginners, what they've done is like they just want to they want to get in get out and just get their money back really quick and also get that profit so then they just continuously like slowly drop the price which affects the market which we yeah. found with having loads and loads of members um but we're developing new systems now to be able to like avoid doing that yeah in a sense like maybe such ideas such as like raffling them off to yeah um a certain group of members are just yeah, pretty, pretty much like just dictating a select amount of people that get a hold mm-hmm. of this kind of product rather than just sending it out to. I think at Crypt Chief Not Vice Peak, I think when most of we had was literally like 8,000 members. Um, yeah, I was going to say, how many members do you have now? Um, oh, is it? You can't say. <laughs> a lot. It's, it's, a few thousand. Yeah, it's, more, it's, it's not 8,000 anymore because we don't have COVID, fortunately. Unfortunately, mm. like. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't we don't have them same kind yeah. of circumstances, but it's like we we do, we do okay in terms of member count. And then like membership wise, is there only one like one membership that you can buy? That's a thirty quid a month, or is there like different tiers and shit? No, so there is only one membership at the moment. Um, we had like we had a lifetime thing for a while that give you access to different things, but other than that, it's literally just a monthly membership. And that's something that we thought about changing multiple times, like making it more, made, like changing it up, distributing it in different ways. But at the moment, it's literally just one membership, one thirty pound membership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what we've found as well is that like so because it's a monthly membership and it's only thirty pound, like people sign up and then if they've or if they only want to invest, say. 500 pound into the system and then they buy themselves a ps5 or an xbox they've pretty much spent up their 500 pound right yeah so now they have to wait for the ps5 or xbox to sell on ebay which potentially can take a week Mm. um etc so like then in that entire week they can't purchase anything else 
yeah like at that point so we've debated like just cutting like the monthly membership as a thing and then just having people that really want to spend their time and invest a lot of time into Crep Chief Notify and arbitrage reselling into like a more like committed membership say like three months six months to a year yeah yeah um, but at the moment with Crep Chief Notify you can only buy a three month membership and a monthly membership I believe yeah so do you find customers like building like legitimately big businesses from this yeah. and like quitting their jobs and shit 100% I'll give an example um, is Jay Keith we'll give you a shout out he's the he, um, I believe he's been doing hustling like stuff like his entire life. He's been yeah, like yeah. print on demand t shirts, etc. Yeah, he's been finding way. But with Crep Chief Notify, he found his way. He was making really, really good money a month, thousands of pounds a month. He was making YouTube videos off the back of it. And then off the back of it, because he was making a lot using the group, mm. he was getting referrals as yeah. well as like a kickback to him. So every time someone signed up from his videos, he was also getting a kickback from that. Mm. But now he um, he's massively involved in the NFT space mm -hmm. and Chief NFT. And he's doing some crazy yeah. numbers, crazy numbers off the back of like joining Chief, Notify, moving on to Chief NFT. And now he's, he's just gone gone yeah, uh, he doesn't even bother with YouTube anymore at this point because he's just investing all his it's time fun. into the NFT he's just, stuff he's making too much money off NFTs that's what he told us like I don't even want to make videos anymore I'm just making like too much money I know off a few people NFTs. that like that they basically just quit their fucking normal business because NFTs are popping <laughs> <It's> insane <laughs> NFTs but the amount of money man yeah, like it's crazy. It's just the margins are insane like I think he said last month he was like yeah I made 10f profit last month so that's like fucking 25 grand or something like that 20, 20 grand yeah. profit that's an effort a dip as well just sat at his desk just mm. fucking typing away yeah, but, but even like uh, there's been a I could go through the testimonials right now that we have on the discord there's been people that have paid off thousands and thousands of pounds worth of debt or they've paid off cars and they've mm -hmm. managed to get themselves like even bits like M140Is or yeah. like A35s and stuff like there was that was unattainable to people at first mm. but they joined Crep Chief Notify they say they take their average wage from that's like 25 to 26,000 pound a year mm -hmm. and they take it up to 40,000 pound a year because they make 15,000 pound on yeah. in using Crep Chief Notify throughout the year which means that now they can get these much better cars mm -hmm. that they're now enjoying or they're saving up for house deposits etc yeah, yeah, yeah. fat holidays things like that it's actually yeah. insane the amount of like changing testimonials literally <laughs> maybe not changing lives but like no, dev definitely developing right, though, yeah, them yeah, I suppose yeah, yeah definitely helping people yeah it's like it's like one of our flip specialists he was in like thousands of pounds worth of debt and that paid off his debt Literally, now he works for us and that, and literally making great money. It's literally, it's, it's amazing to hear these kind of stories of like how it's we are changing blowing. people's lives. It was just a bunch of kids that started a, a bigger resale group than usual, like, yeah. and had an idea, and, and then people are now telling you, like, you've you've done this for me, you've done that, and it's like, yeah. we just developed some software and put yeah. a few ideas together. Yeah, like, Going back to the start then, like, how, how did you actually, so obviously you, you bought the, the brand name and shit mm -hmm. and all that stuff how do you actually develop the software because I assume you're not developers you're obviously I, I am I'm like self I'm, I'm a developer but I'm like fully self-taught so I've had no education I've literally learned everything just by googling on my laptop and we're literally making our app we've made our app from the ground up it's literally going to be ready in a couple of weeks um, and like I don't know anything I've literally just learned everything offline and I've managed mm. to make an app I've managed to make all these monitors I've managed to make all this software and 
it's literally just an it does an example of how you can just learn anything from nothing like i was obviously into like computers when i was a kid but i didn't know anything about coding and i just literally learned it all from nothing so like monitors monitors are li- they're unbelievably basic if people are watching this you know how to code they probably are just thinking in their head now like this is literally so easy you literally just make a request to the website and then you like check the website from there for like the stock. And then there's obviously various different methods, bot protections and stuff like that. But it's literally, basically all you're doing is you're requesting the website, you check the response. If it's in stock, you send it out to everyone. Simple as that. It's, the, it's not exactly the hardest thing in the world, but Definitely it's not just- Definitely I've never been a <laughs> Yeah, it's I like- look at that, I look at them languages on yeah. his computer, bro, and I'm just like, there's a no, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, what? I can't give it's a complete, shit. it's literally like learning Spanish, mate. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a completely different language. Completely so you different. started entirely by yourself, just you doing it. Yeah, so that's how it started, and it was. Bro, like, you used to, you know, you used to have the JTAG Xboxes. If you had yeah. a JTAG Xbox, you'd you that's how the kind of fucking kid I was. You don't know JTAG <laughs> Xboxes. <laughs> What's that? You don't know like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, mod menus and stuff. Yeah, so I like. I, I used to play that shit, but nah, I don't nah, know. I don't know the mod menus and nah. all that. Nah, well, obviously I'm into it. Mad. Yeah, it's just like it's just like modded Xbox and that, so you could just like fucking level up and shit for like level people up and that. So I, I was fucking always hell. into like computers and that, That's but I never like shit. wrote any code or anything like that. So I literally just yeah, learned man. all my coding skills from literally just the internet. And it's an example of how you can make something out yourself if you've just got a laptop. Yeah. Like you can just go on, learn how to code, and like. It's such now you can make, start making like smart contracts for NFTs and you could be making literally like a million pound a year literally just by making smart contracts. And it's they're so easy to make, like, it's insane, so. But you obviously think that way, whereas 99% of people don't. Yeah. 100%, yeah. So most people, that's what we find with Crepshi, if not if I easy, even if like people like make good money, like people still like give it up after a while because mm, they just get yeah. lazy or like they find something else to commit to. and. It's madness, like people yeah. just- It's just a fact of life at that point. Yeah, literally. How many people are in the business now then, like team-wise? And how, how is it set up, like day to day? So there's five of us that, um, that pretty much run it every single day. Um, and then we have, I think in our office, we have five members of staff. And then I think around the country, I think we have a total of maybe 25 staff collective. Um, not everyone's full-time. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of people that aren't, but there's a, I'd say maybe 25 to 30% of the staff are like full-time working on it every single day that are working Discord. Mm. Um, but we have like, so that we have a manager that runs Crep Chief Notify um, and underneath him, he's got a flip specialist, sneaker specialist, developers, so like 10 to 15 support staff at any given time. Like, yeah. And then he's the one that now like, focuses majority of his time on there as well. Um, so then we could just take a bit of time off and look at the business from a whole perspective rather than having to run the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like, awesome. Shout out to Jake. Jake's yeah. awesome, man. Legend, mate. So, so is it effectively two parts then? Like, obviously people get the, the software element that like flags what to buy and shit, but then is there like day-to-day support? Like it's com- community as well? Yeah. By the sounds of it. Yeah. Obviously on Discord and Massively. Shit. That's something that we wanted to push. We have a community manager, Tino. Um, his literal job is just like making sure everyone in the community is having a good time. Yeah. Um, because that's what we found with sneakers. Like I'm, a, I love sneakers. I'm not as much into it as I used to be. But mm. even back then, like I wanted to just talk to people about sneakers. Like yeah. I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to find like-minded individuals 
and with the reselling stuff I wanted to talk about like mining stuff I wanted, I wanted to ask people oh, uh, how have you done on eBay this week what have you managed to sell a few PS5s or whatever like from yeah. a current customer example like so the community is a massive aspect of it um, and then he's, we have Tino our community manager is brilliant he runs um, like game nights with everyone like he'll just run like a poker night or yeah. just stuff like that FIFA pro clubs he loves it he yeah, absolutely so loves it how did you scale it then in terms of like getting customers from day one like was there any customers when you bought it like, so that was initially? like one thing there's like so we originally like thought about it so we'd like we'd use the crep chief page that was just literally crep chief at that point it wasn't crep chief notify mm. and we'd basically like take that following and we'd convert them into like members who wanted to resell and then we did that I think we had around 10,000 followers at the time yeah so we did that and how many did we get how many did we get like 100 people something yeah. like that so from 10,000 followers we got 100 members to our first like version of Crep Chief Notify. It's pretty good to be fair, 1% conversion. There's still some people that pay, like so the original, original Crep Chief Notify membership is £14.99. Mm. And sti- we still have customers okay. from uh, maybe like just over two and a half years ago now when we yeah. officially started that still have the £14.99. You didn't, you didn't force them to pay 30 No, never. There's people on 99 a month as well. Yeah. But yeah, go on. Yeah, so that's that's how we took it from there. So that's how we initially started. So we had like a couple hundred members from that, and then that was the most we'd ever had in the in the business model at that point. So from like mine and Will's experience before, we never had more than a hundred like recurring customers, and then from there we ended up doing Facebook advertising. And during lockdown, that was just insane for us. Like I think our- well, it, it probably started with. Um- so we had the idea of because mm. we knew because as we talked about TG Tom Exton yeah. is one of our business partners now because we bought the page from him he was also a customer of the personal shopping page so like I could just send like Tom like the latest like Supreme Night pieces and he'd be like yeah I want it all like and mm. then he'd just be like right okay cool and then one day we had the idea of like because he was the most accessible influencer that we knew of yeah because he was a customer and we just said to him. We was like, would you be interested in promoting the video, uh, promo- promoting us in a video? And then he came back with like a price. This is what I normally charge, mm. but I can sort something out with you guys, whether it's clothing and stuff. And we was all like, oh no, like we can't, can't afford we can't afford that, can we, bro? We couldn't afford to be to be paying those kind of prices. Yeah. And then we left it for a month, and I think we went back and asked him again. And then Tom came back to us and wasn't like, well, if um, if you're that serious about this and you believe in it. Like I'll let me jump in with you guys, um, and I'll promote the hell out of it, mm. and we'll just boom, we'll just send it to the moon, and that was how it originally started in terms of the marketing and getting people in. And yeah. I think we had around, I think we was growing really well, so we we took on with Tom and launched December twentieth, two thousand and twenty. You know the dates. Yeah, I know all the dates and I know everything. We had a we had a board with literally like how many subscriptions we had each day for a whole year. I literally wrote down on like a board and we've got it in like our old office, like like a like a map of like how it went. So it was primarily him that that, that pushed it marketing wise. At the start, for the I remember seeing on on his videos. That's why I knew about it. Yeah, from December to um, March, it was primarily Tom, and then that's when COVID hit. Yeah. Um, so it must have been 29 yeah yeah 2019 yeah 2019 yeah um, we started in 2019 yeah and then 
April and then when COVID hit, oh my goodness, we was all absolutely shitting ourselves. Like, because it just started going downhill because no one knew what was going to happen. Mm. And the first thing yeah. that anyone cancels is subscriptions because it comes out of your bank account every single month. Yeah. That's the first thing. So then we just started declining in members like, not tomorrow. And then I know my dates, April 13th was the day that our lives changed. And for some reason, I think we did some boost posts on Instagram. Um, and we've been toying with Facebook ads and Instagram ads for a while, mm. but we hadn't actually like paid for any or put anything out there. But we used the boost, and then we literally was we, such a basic feature. So basic. We was going, we was literally we was go, so we was achieving around twenty to thirty signups per day through like February and March. And then when COVID announced, it just went down to like one. You'd be mm. lucky if you got one a day. Yeah. And mm. we was all like, oh no. And then April 13th, out of nowhere, we used the boost post and then boom, we had like a hundred people sign up in one day. Really? Literally out. out of nowhere. That's from insane. going to like one or two people to a hundred people in I one day. April, May, June 2020 was mad. <laughs> it was good fun, mate. For all my mates in e-com, it was like printing money. Printing. I think we was paid, I think we ended up but paying I, in the end. I got used to it and then, then it changed yeah. gradually over the next few months. I don't know if it was the same for you, but... Yeah, on. literally, it was It was fuzzy. It was like literally we was paying like 90p or something. No, it was, it was yeah. way oh, less than that. Less than that. Well, for 30 quid a month? No, we got, yeah. it, no, we got it down to out. literally 48p per month. Shout out to Warren. Yeah, yeah. 48, not 48p per subscriber. Insane. That's exactly what it would go to. It was just literally cash hand over first. He was like, honestly, boys, I've never mad. seen a case study like it. Like, I've never seen, I've never marketed a business through Facebook ads and achieved that kind of, That is like, crazy. Insane. Like, CPA. Like, it was unbelievable. How long do most people stay? Like, what's the lifetime value average? Because, like, CAC to LTV, which is the big fucking buzzword <laughs> these days, we've been fucking mad on that. 48p and they probably say for a minimum few months right through yeah for literally like through them first three months um most people stay on average for like two to three months um but yeah. then we do have a lot of people that also stay um for those longer term values as well um they stay for, we've had people in there for literally years and years and years but most people stay two to three months yeah yeah um it's a like it's a brand it's like running a business as well for them so a lot of people a lot of people cancel that we find because of, of time that's what they say. But I think side, people are yeah. trying to overdo it. Mm. I, like, if you literally, we, myself and Milo went out last night and we met someone and he was like, I, I don't see how it's like ridiculously time consuming because all you've got to do is wait for your monitor. Once the monitor pings, you buy it. That takes literally two minutes, three mm -hmm. minutes. You wait for it to come to your house. You list it on eBay. That takes five minutes. Okay, and then after that, once it's sold, you go to the post office. Pretty much anyone lives within a 15 to 20 minute radius of a you post office. You pick them from your house as well. Most people just yeah. get like post office. Like the postman just comes to your house, picks up your fucking box, like your Xbox and that. So it's literally like no time realistically. Oh, so, so people aren't like drop shipping anything. They're physically buying, nah, yep. receiving, yeah, and yeah, sending yeah. out. Literally. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not selling it before they've sold it or anything Because like a lot of the products are like stupid demand. Like it's difficult to like drop ship it. Yeah. Um yeah, because you can't that. you can't necessarily guarantee yourself an Xbox. Mm. Um but like it it became a point where it was just easy to pick them up. Like you just just pick them up no problem. Yeah. Um yeah. but like it still wasn't worth like listing them on eBay and then not actually having the product when it sells because they were selling that like everything that we sell we promote to like members to be able to sell just sells so yeah. fast like most of the time. Like through the summer garden furniture that's fucking niche I would not expect that well, kayaks insane kayaks, kayaks fly kayaks. everything like that the I maddest think, stuff I think I listed like six Dyson Airwraps up on eBay like five six days ago no what's that bro the one of those fans 
No. They're like girl, like curling irons. And if you ask oh, a girl okay. about them, they'll be like, wow, they're like sold out everywhere. That's what like we hear from people. It's like, they get them and then the girlfriend's like, no way, like I want that. But it's like, there's been profit to be made on it. But literally yeah. I listed six of them up. They all sold with him like one day, six gone, 600 pounds, just like out of nowhere. It's literally, so they sell so fast. So that's why you can't really drop ship it. You have to wait. Yeah, the yeah. bottleneck is getting the items in. So. Yeah. Hmm. So on the product side then, like fucking kayaks and shit, you obviously, did it start with just shoes, trainers, in the yeah, beginning? Supreme, Yeezys, that's how it all started. That's how we originally got into reselling. We were all just reselling sneakers and like Supreme and other little bits and bobs like that. I think the first thing I ever resold was like a pair of Palace shorts. I bought them for 50 quid, I sold them for 100 quid and I was literally like blown away. I was like, no way, I've just made like 50 quid at like 16 years old, it was insane. Yeah, I think the first thing I ever sold was a pair of Adidas um, OG NMDs. That was the first thing ever. Yeah. That was when Adidas was in in the bag. Adidas. I've never heard any English person say Adidas. Adidas. Really? Adidas. I Man, nah, I call it Adidas. It's a Norman thing, bro. We yeah. all call Adidas. it Adidas. Adidas. I'm Northern yeah. though. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, yeah. But I get yeah. Could you tell you can you can tell I was Northern? Yeah, I could yeah, tell you yeah. was Northern, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of gone, but yeah. From yeah. York, proud. It's that London life got you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's it's corrupt to me. But then like all, all the other shit, did that just gradually come in because yeah. there was a market for it? So we started with the lockdown really. That's what really like showed us that there was all these like random products that they were just like reselling. You can make a profit off like- It didn't create it, but it just it made it appear yeah. like- Yeah, mm. it showed us what was possible. So then we were just like, wow, all these products like are reselling. And then once like COVID started dying down, we just kept finding more and more and more products. And then PS5s and Xboxes came about. And then that was the absolute, to be fair, before that, the, the lazy spas, they was yeah, that was insane. Yeah, I heard about so that. The least spots are the best part profit we've yeah. ever had. They were you can make like some of them you can make like a thousand quid on, like profit, yeah. like insane. But they're obviously a big box, so you have to pay like fifty, hundred quid shipping on it, but you're still making an insane Stupid amount of money. money. And it was so easy to just pick them up. Yeah. Like you'd like you'd yeah, monitor restock boom. Cause and then yeah, our group, because we had a lot of them, we'd just take the stock. Mm. List, everyone list them on eBay, same price. Gone. We really pioneered that kind of reselling as well, like reselling all these things. So like one of the first things- Even now it's still majority sneakers yeah. for people. That's yeah. where a lot of them going wrong. So I think like one of the first things we ever resold that wasn't a sneaker was like, obviously we were selling like clothing and that, but then it was like, lit uh, Aldi Kevin the carrots. Like literally it's like the a plush toy. Like it's literally a it's a toy, carrot yeah. mate, like a carrot character, like like plush toy. It is mad. And then they was reselling for like buy. 40 quid profit, something like that. And I then think, that was how we got our first th- flip specialist. I think it was the hot tubs that literally kicked it off for us because this is how we figured it out. So Tom um, is our graphic, <laughs> one of our lead graphic designer at Crep Chief. He, um, his brother's girlfriend's dad <laughs> wanted a lazy spa for his birthday and didn't have any available in the shop. So he told, he, Tom's brother asked him, oh, can you like check like for a lazy spire anywhere on yeah. the internet? Because he thought Tom, oh yeah, you, you know it's all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And then we found out, oh yeah, these octubs are going for stupid, stupid money man. on eBay. And then we just pushed it to members and literally they, they made a nickname for it. They call it cash tubs. It was absolutely insane. Yeah. I've never, there's a cult following on hot tubs, mate. Yeah, it was absolute mad. madness. And people were, the minimum profit was like three, 400 quid on a hot tub, on going that. up to a thousand pound, like Milo said, it's mad. Insane, it was actually insane. It was a mad time. And man. obviously it's like all software, like monitors, as you said, but like, I assume you have to have obviously people choosing what you're monitoring. 
So like who makes those decisions? So that's what like our flip specialists do. So they're the people who kind of like look for new products, but they also manage like existing products, making sure they're still reselling, you know, checking how it's going, like refunds, things like that. So they are basically looking for new products all the time. As soon as they find a product, if we don't already monitor the website, they send it to like me and my team. And then we from there make a monitor and then they add the links. So it's literally like, they're the ones managing the links and that's how it all works basically. It's like, you literally mm. just, we just have like, we all, we have over like 250 websites being monitored and we have like thousands of links. Like, I think we use like something stupid, like 100 million like website requests like every month, just like checking products. So it's yeah. insane, but it doesn't cost them that much. Like computers are really cheap. still an insane amount of requests yeah. to a website. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> So that's like who's managing that. And then they're also looking for new products all the time. So we've got a constant like flow of new items coming in as well as like old ones that like kind of retiring because they're not really reselling anymore or they might not be selling them anymore and things like that. So that's like how all that's managed. I think we have a team of four um, flip specialists. We have three flip specialists, then we have a manager for the team, which is Alex. Um, and they literally, their sole job is just finding products that resell for the group. Yeah. That is the sole job, yeah. Do you reckon there's any reseller in the UK making more money than the software makes now as a business? As in, like, if... Do you reckon that's even possible? Well, I guess maybe it's possible What, as well. like buying and selling no. products? Yeah. Like, no. No. Maybe, like, like, I've seen, FBA. like, Yellow on Instagram and shit. That's Josh. one. I, I know. Is, that, is he called Josh? Josh, Josh yeah. Riley, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I, I guess he's one of the, the big accounts. I mean, it's not really my thing, but... Like, would someone like him? So obviously, has like a fucking looks like he has a sick lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. it does. Have him a, or anyone else? Not particularly him. Josh you know, is not these a big accounts. Yeah, he's not a reseller. Is he not a reseller? No, it's I just does, obviously uh, he's got he's got his brand as well. Yeah, he does the yellow world and his, well, he, I suppose he technically is a reseller with um, he's per, got a personal shopping company, Mister Undivided. Um, but um, Josh's main business is um, yellow world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I I very much doubt it that there is an individual that's buying up products every single month through a monitor or like going in store yeah. and that's making more revenue than the crep chief number yeah. five business. There's literally I would be very, very surprised. Yeah, yeah, same. There's like a physical bottleneck. So that's like one of the reasons we start. That's why when people ask us, they're like, well, you're teaching us how to make this money. Why aren't you just doing that yourself? Why aren't we just buying every single PS5 and selling it on ourselves? Because the literal, the fact is it's physically impossible. So let's say like, John Lewis restocks PS5s. They've only been in stock for two minutes, so I can only literally buy physically like one or two on mm. each restock, whereas 10,000 people can all get one or two each. So that's how it works, and it's like it's it's so hard for some one person to just get like an insane amount of products because there's, they're only in stock for like brief periods. Mm. So and then because of the amount of the scale of members that we have, you can sell a product out. So then yeah. like. At that point, you you not controlling the market, um, but like you you have a stronghold on it, so like you can you can keep the demand essentially because you can only as you can only buy it through resellers at that point because the average customer consumer doesn't have access yeah. to um, be able to get a hold of those products because people our customers who are reselling them have the software to be able to get them instantly. Whereas the most consumers just choose to no idea. just like, oh, I've missed the restock rather than like join Crep Chief Notify and you get the hands on the restock. But that's what we found with the PS5s eventually after like two months. Um, the PS5 thing was insane. We ended up getting so much like, well, we got, we got a lot of 
um, appreciation for it, but also a shitload of hate for it. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Is is it it viewed as quite a controversial model? Pardon? Is it viewed as like controversial, Mm. like as a business? Because obviously... I can imagine it would be from yeah, there's always someone that's got a problem with everything so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally yeah. viewed as like scalping and some people are really like when PS5s first came out and it was like just before Christmas people were so heavily on it because like it was all over the news mm. we was in the news like our name was actually in the news so people was just literally like several big articles literally that's like rinsing our trust pilot with just like false reviews yeah. just saying like these are scalpers Fuck blah 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 literally <laughs> DMing us messaging us ringing us everything literally it was we, all over us we would wake up every single day through that November, December, January period, we would wake up every single day to like a new Twitter and Reddit post containing every single mm. one of our mum's addresses. Yeah, fucking hell. We would. Peak. That's what happened with Neon Beach. I don't know if you know much about that, but yeah, yeah watch yeah. episode one. Fucking hell. I didn't realise you'd get that with this sort of business. Yeah, bro. But the PS5 thing and the Xbox thing, it was crazy. Like literally my mum's address everywhere on the yeah. internet. Some weird like, people out there. Wake up, our, our live chat we used to have on the website, we ended up having to take it off. Our live chat, there'd be thousands of messages every single morning telling, like, people telling us how much they despise us and how much they want to kill our families. Like, every single day. Instagram DMs full you of it. You should just reply with a discount link to sign up. <laughs> Trust Pilot, join the party. Destroyed. Yeah. Like the whole thing, like, because we was in some ridiculously big articles. We managed yeah. to like, we ended up speaking to Reuters, Washington Post, what, really? New York Times, what, what like talking shit about you or nah, talking to them about it. But they was right. like, yeah, they yeah, kind of span it in their own way of yeah, whatever yeah. sells. But like the way that the interviews press went, is good press, yeah. right? well, it worked yeah. out well for us. Yeah. Like a lot of the press worked out well for us, mm. whether it was hate on us or not. Um, but we was in all these articles, so it was getting all this exposure. And then, but then at the same time, you was getting the exposure to people that was like telling you how much they wanted to kill you first born. <laughs> and it's like, well, <laughs> what's wrong with people? Like, yeah. it's just a PS5, man. Like, but then. Was that the biggest, like biggest selling product you've seen in terms of like profits being made? In in total of like, in, yeah. Because the fact is, it's like, they're making so many of them. Mm. And then it's also not that they're making, they're making so many PS5s. There's also so many people wanting to buy them. And we've never seen a product with that many people wanting to buy it. And they're like, like the maker yeah. of the products releasing so many at the same time so it's like right. when they when they drop online they might drop 10,000 15,000 whereas some products might only get 100 so you could just literally get them at hand over fist like before Christmas this year it was literally like they was just dropping them all the time and they was reselling like they were still reselling like insanely well and um, it, we'll never get I don't think we'll ever get a product like that that's nah. just so mainstream it's literally just the one. it's the most mainstream product out there realistically like yeah. everybody has an Xbox or a PS5 yeah. like it's literally one of the most like common household items yeah literally 100% that, that apart from I mean in terms of profit I think the hot tubs and yeah. graphics cards are will take take the tea but in terms of that consistency like mm. PS5s and Xboxes why do companies like that not just make more because obviously like, the, you, don't, the, um, you don't see iPhones out of mm, stock so much so you see it now with like the car market and stuff like the entire car market's gone up yeah like massively but that's because of semiconductor chips mm. and you need semiconductor chips to be able to make PS5s yeah. and Xboxes right and because of like there's I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure from what I read there's only one factory in the world that yeah. makes them in Most Taiwan really. in yeah, Taiwan there's only one company that makes them right and then like because there's only one place that makes them everyone's bidding against each other to be able to yep. then 
like be able to buy yeah chips. buy the chips and then you've got companies that are corporate as hell billion dollar companies that are willing like Apple Samsung all these big 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 dogs that are willing to pay a lot of money for these chips because they have big margins anyway yeah so then it's like well a Sony and Sony and Microsoft willing to pay to compete against Apple for semiconductor chips probably not so they have to wait a little bit mm, yeah. and then that's where the supply the supply chain issue comes yeah interesting. Um, but there was still an insane amount of supply but the demand for the Straight ps5s roof. and xboxes was just through the roof because like because it the majority of it came on with like our generation and just a little bit older um of us that's like xbox and ps5s like that's where it all like kind of kicked mm. off with those kind of people so as they get older they still want an xbox because yeah i i now at home at our house what we do is we use the xbox for our entertainment system whether it's for netflix watching tv on the weekends football watching nfl basketball anything we use the xbox we don't use sky like boxes or mm. like the tv yeah, remote yeah. it's all done through an xbox so the amount of the amount of people that want an xbox just goes up it doesn't go down because yeah, yeah. people are getting older it's just more and more people that use it as an entertainment system or, yeah. or whatever so the demand it was just so crazy never ever ever seen a product like yeah. that ever and i don't think we ever will like Milo yeah. said. Like, have you ever run into problems with like brands and manufacturers like trying to shut you down Nope. Because I, I wondered that in general with like resellers. Never. Do they not give a fuck? Cause We've never had anything like that, have we? No, never, never had anything really. Nothing, nothing close ever. We never had any emails or anything like that from Sony or whatever. We did, we've, we've had, we've, we've had um, not so, not people that make them, but like, like so there's an article out there by Sky News um, that like, we so we managed to find like a, a glitch in the website of very.com. Right, and, uh, and was it was you who found it or something like. Yeah, that. I put it on story. I like videoed <laughs> me doing it, and I was like, yeah. "Wait!" So, so we managed to we managed to beat the very system, mm. and then we I think as a total between the group we managed to get a thousand, but like it was only our group that had it, and then they cut the stock because that many orders went through in such yeah, a short yeah. period of time. And then they came out and was like, nah, we've cancelled everything. Like, use lot and not. Why would they it. care? They're still and still selling. Because Sky News oh. roasted them with this article. Because oh, their normal customers can't get it. But at the same time, right? So if you look at it from, so well, I'll tell you the story as well a little bit later. But if you look at it from a like um, a company perspective, so if you're very.com and you're selling as a PS, like Sony, like those are the ones that demand it's one per customer. Like, because yeah. they want as many people playing Xbox as, and uh, not Xbox, PS5 as possible. So they demand it's one per customer. If you're very.com and you sell a lot of Sony products, mm. And then Sony go, well, if you don't sort your stuff out with PS5s and selling them to multiple people, we're going to now take away our cameras. We're yeah. going to take away our sound bars, our speakers, everything. So then it's like, well, Very.com depletes its stock level by like 50% because they mm. can't keep control of the PS5s yeah. and Xboxes. But with the very thing that was, they came out, Sky News, like Milo said, roasted them on an article and then very cancel our, our, all our orders. And then, and then like two days later, they put them live and we just did the same thing and just yeah. took all the stock. Yeah. And they just shipped them anyway. Went that time. Yeah, yeah, they just went through that time and yeah. it was so funny uh, because like we were, everyone was replying back to like the tweets at Sky News, like ha ha ha, laughing or whatever. And then literally two days later, we took all the stock. Yeah, <laughs> just comes like releases on like a norm. So the way that glitch worked with very was, it wasn't like available on the website. You could like add, you could like, add it to basket through like, like a dodge 
dodgy link kind of thing and then you basically did that and you could buy it from there but basically so they cancelled all our orders and then they just released it and Ammonitor just picked it up straight away and all our members bought it so it's just like either way they can't win because we're just waiting for them to restock it yeah. there's no way to win if you're a retailer you don't win like you, you, we will find a way like yeah it's as simple as that like the, a computer as a computer like you'd like Milo, Milo will tell you anything's beatable yeah there's anything. just nothing they can do ever long term there's no like definitive solution to stop like people from just like going on the website because you ha if, if a real person can go on the website there's no way to like realistically stop a bot and stop real people going on so they literally there's nothing they can do yeah nothing nothing they can do and with the um, <coughs> I'll tell you that story now about so we was on about um, was it, so around September time this this is a wild one so we'd already like been through all of the hate and everything mm. we was always like all right okay this is nothing to us now at this point kind of forgot about it completely forgot Thanks, about yeah. it and then the like Curry started doing like releasing ps5s via um so we'd stopped reselling for a while a long time so we stopped reselling from the ps5s when they initially re uh, launched round to literally September the following year Mm. Um, so pretty much just shy of 12 months I think it was 10 months that we stopped reselling for because we were just running business and we just kind of fell out of love with it been doing it a long time but then we decided this is not right we need to be reselling and then we um, got Willis our videographer and he started recording us doing it so we could promote the business at the same time um, and then we managed to get a hold of like 250 curries codes which gave you access to a PS5 and then we we managed to like get a curry store i need to be careful i say this <laughs> we, managed to get, we managed to get a curry store to be able to like we managed to conv not convince them we managed to swindle them in a way that we could purchase like stupid just amounts of like yeah just used up all our codes we must have done like 90 100 ps5s in one day and you like that was unheard of like in one day we did yeah. it in, in store and then oh yeah, in person in yeah. person and yeah recorded in person. the whole thing the, and recorded oh, yeah. the whole thing <laughs> right and then after that we, we um we filmed it all put it all on youtube right and then the person that the, the person that sorted us out um that we managed to swindle he what's it called he got ended up um he ended up being investigated by Curry's. He ended up with a disciplinary. Nearly lost his job because he like we managed to purchase that many PS5s. I've got an email on my phone from Curry's that you lot don't know that I that I've seen is that like at the end of every email that goes out for Curry's PS5 codes now is a message about Crep Chief Notify and the fact that we Fucking managed to hell. purchase 90 PS5s in store once and that that should not be allowed ever again and that if a customer comes in with a code they are no longer ever in any circumstance ever allowed to purchase some of the PS5 but we managed to do 90 in one day and the guy that curries he got disciplinary the guy that we sold him to sold them to he ended up like in some like shit for it and then we for the video to collect them all we had to use milo's dad's business van which had all the branding on the side <laughs> of the yeah. business van and then because we put it on the youtube video 
it like everyone saw the business and just like started like destroying Milo's dad's uh, business pilot. trust pilot yeah, with so idea. much hate because like there was it was like oh supporting scalpers or whatever but we didn't get anything from it because yeah. we was like we've already been where through where did the it code all. come from sorry in the first place so I made like was a bot was that like a hack or what yeah so I made like a bot back in the day so like, before, like just as we started just before we started CCN I also started like another software company like which was basically just dedicated to like getting sneakers so it's like a raffle bot so like when a JD raffle go live I just enter like 200 times and then I just win all the shoes and then I just get them delivered to my house and I resell them and mm. then I basically like sold this software onto other people and they used it they bought the shoes so resold them for a profit and then as that time went on I made like a one for Curry's so I made like a thing for the Curry's PS5 raffle and, and then everybody yeah and BT and then everybody entered it up and then they just won loads of codes and they just won loads of PS5s and then so that's why we had so many codes because I'd made this bot like many months before yeah, literally people you, people have been collecting like, it's like it's legal right it's just yeah, it's just it's like cheeky. so legal yeah it's just fucking it's just it's like, they can't really do anything nah. yeah it's just like man so it's just frowned upon like all's, all's they can do is cancel your orders but then you then you're still trying to beat the people that are doing like achieving those results like it's as a retailer you're not going to compete with those kind of people that are that can potentially make that much money from doing it that can invest that much time into doing it like mm. so it's basically like a cpa it's a cost per acquisition mm. it's like if i can achieve 250 playstations for on a release it's like i'm going to invest a lot of time and a lot of like money's yeah. money's your time at that point but then i'm going to invest a lot of it because i can get a lot back from it rather than just like all right i'll invest a little bit of time and only get maybe two or three now there's people out there that are willing to spend a lot of time because they can achieve a lot from getting from it so yeah yeah um like yeah the codes thing we ended up with 250 we had 250 of the curry's codes and then they started bt started doing the same thing and milo had adjusted the bot did the bt thing and he ended up winning like literally yeah. 500 to like 750 codes in one drop it was yeah, absolutely insane. insane but that's not like it's not achievable for everyone we're not oblivious to that mm. you know, there's not everyone that can go and get themselves 250 ps5 codes nor can most people afford to be able to purchase more than like a couple of ps5s never mind like stupid yeah. numbers um so we know that's not achievable but like well it is achievable because we did it but it's not achievable for everyone yeah um but yeah man that concept was a crazy <clears throat> time a crazy time we was doing xboxes i'm um, literally through september to december we must have been doing 40 50 xboxes a week like through um like just ourselves through the five of mm -hmm. us and it wasn't even like my like I think it was just myself that was like organizing it with someone who would like sort us out with that amount of xboxes we'd just sell them on to the next man we'd pick them up on a sunday take them to the unit pick them up from the unit monday morning drop them off by 12 o'clock monday morning or 12, monday afternoon and we'd already be like you're making thousands of pounds a week just from doing that just from having yeah, those man. kind of connections and stuff how do you scale the business then if like you said before, there's like problems with having way, way more members. Is there like a plan for that? Or are you kind of expanding it like horizontally rather than just the crep chief stuff? At first we didn't really think about it that way. We didn't like, uh, like we just kind of was like as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, but we just, we was doing it through mostly influencer marketing. Um, that was something we picked up on because it worked with Tom. Mm. So it was like mm. influence marketing. Like a bit of a no-brainer yeah. and then we did it but then you also find that your worst customers 
come through influencers in terms of like they don't stay long enough mm. or they're not as committed um etc but we grew massively the business off of the back of influencer marketing and then like you said i was, I was discussed a little bit earlier about the different systems to be able to um maintain the prices on products so like we do a bit of, there's a little bit of ticket reselling that goes on in ccn um it's only on a it's to a select amount of people at the moment but then once it's made public to everyone the way that it's going to be run is that it's going to be okay our ticket reselling guys come to us he said these tickets are going to resell we will then pick by via a raffle a select group of people mm. that get access to that kind of product and then they can resell it and then the next product that comes in the other the other team will get it and then the other team will get it after that etc so that's the way that we're looking to maintain the prices nowadays but with growth yeah. and stuff it was mainly done through influence marketing and facebook adverts yeah but i mean i guess going forward like if like for example if you had a million members that wouldn't work would it because no nah. because it physically wouldn't make sense yeah for, like, we can there's like a there's definitely like a certain point where it can only go so far like there's a, you can only have so many members at that point yeah. so then it's just about like branching out into other industries like other ways to make money so we're doing like ticket reselling like there's yeah, an yeah. fba you can do that nfts there's all these other ways you can make money and then there's also like yeah. for this raffle system distributed like that and then like we said it i think the probably the easiest way out for us to scale it is longer value customer like longer like like bigger lifetime value yeah, customers yeah. that's like the ultimate way out to me it seems is like yeah. instead of people who maybe say two three months it's like just we want people who are going to stay for a while like yeah. 11 so, months 10 months so when i so when i said before like the average person makes three to five hundred pound that's a customer that's stayed for two to three months like on average mm. so they're making three to five hundred pound and then they're like oh cancel because some people are just like three to five hundred pound i'm not interested i'd rather yeah. like spend time with my kids or whatever and it's like fair enough but like if we was to be able to like if we could like have a long value customer we can take people from literally like so jake heathy a, a guy he's been with us for a long time i imagine he only started out making those kind of numbers at yeah. first but mm -hmm. then he moved on to the thousands and then he upgraded he's now in nfts and he's now doing fucking 10f a month like yeah you know what i mean like it's possible for to go from just having your average day job i think jake was a delivery driver was he yeah uh he's not uh i think he's an electrician you know was he an electrician think, or something so. yeah i think he did like electrician bits and bobs he did do hermes delivery driving for just a normal bloke yeah, yeah normal bloke bro but all hmm. i all our friends resell every single one of them now resell but like at the time like four three three four years ago it was just the four of us but now all our individual friends they all resell as well and they're all making big money now because they don't like they they've obviously been close to us and benefited from that situation but now everyone just wants to do it around yeah. us because they realize how easy it is like mm. you just buy something that we we provide all the information we tell you what products to buy and sell we provide you the monitors you click on the link you buy it you put it on ebay you sell it it's as easy as that it's literally so simple but then a lot of people think because there's a bit quite a bit going on in the discord like the community um stuff mm. like that's what actually takes the time up like you're chatting in the chats or you sat watching um a community event etc but there's no need to actually do it if you don't want to you just want the core principles of reselling you can do that by clicking on the links and then putting it on ebay and selling it like it's five minute ten minute job all in yeah so obviously that customer's life changed. How have your lives changed since growing a SaaS company that's now doing millions in revenue? 
So I was like going into this <laughs> with, with guests. I know you're into cars and shit, as am I. Yeah, I've seen you on the 458 before. Yeah, <laughs> I don't actually got a car at the minute. I want to get, well, a, ping, I want to get a ping Tesla next. A Tesla, you'll Tesla's be bored fire. in five minutes, man. Probably, because no. I'm actually no, a car guy. Quite literally, literally will be bored in five minutes. Mm. Like, yeah, man. I'm with um, the life. The lifestyle changes massively. So, to be fair, man, growing up like from like 15 to like 15 years old, uh, I realized like some um, that I wanted to. I realized I wanted to have money. And yeah. my dad had his own business. He had he had Rolex. He had he had Range Rovers my entire life. I didn't live with him, never lived with him, ever. We don't get along at all anymore, at all. But he had um, he had all the nice things. I was like, I want that. And then when I would talk to my mum, she was like, yeah, when, my mum was like young when they got married, they was like 21, 22. She was like, yeah, I used to have dinner in top of the, like the Twin Towers and stuff like back in the day. And I was like, I fucking want that, mate. Like, yeah. I want that. So I was always engaged in the lifestyle in terms of like seeing it from the outside and being like, I want that so bad. And then when mm. I turned like 17, 18 and got into the reselling, I was like, and you start making a little bit of money or you make a couple thousand quid and you think you're a big dog. And then like 18 years old, man, I was trying to be in Libertine in Mayfair. Like I'm yeah. literally, I, I, when I was 18 years times. old, I was in Libertine on the, t- on the table behind the DJ with like some influencers, Godnat and his friends gone. Oh, yeah. mm. Couple of those, a couple of those that I was like, and I was like, boom, this is the lifestyle that I want to have as well. And then a few years like of reselling, etc., and trying trying to be that person of like, oh, I'm in those clubs, I'm in those social circles. And I wasn't, and I was well too young. I looked like a child in there. Like you can imagine what an 18 year old lad looks like in Libertine. I don't know how you got in, to be honest. Yeah, li- exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because I was with people that was way older than yeah, me. Yeah, like, yeah. But like that's as funny. an 18, 19 year old, um, that's what I always wanted. And then like, and then when you started the business and you scaled it, like it, that lifestyle just came came along with it. And, and I know people probably like thinking, oh, lifestyle inflation, like you spend all your money, etc. But I enjoy it, and I met a lot of people and a lot out of the stupid amount of crazy experiences mm. so far in these past few years that I would never replace just yeah. because I had to spend money on it. No, I completely agree like, on that. Like hundred yeah. percent. I met through, through going to nightclubs and stuff like that. And as, tacky as it might seem and spending all that money on champagne or whatever I've met a lot of good people through those nightclubs yeah. and I don't expect it to do it forever um, but like the lifestyle changed the cars like everyone 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 right, of us there's a few cars on your Instagram yeah, we've, stalked. we've got like got, only got six posts isn't it <laughs> <laughs> there's not much context nah no. no, no, keep it a bit low key on the Instagram. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we just really started on that like, kind of like social level before that we all really wanted to be anonymous we, can't, we, didn't, yeah. we didn't want to really want to be known but then we quickly realised that like that's not the way to go and that we want to be known and we want to be like influential people and like motivate people and stuff like that especially me mm. but we've got like we all at the moment all we've got is an SVR and an R8 at like our house and an A class. If you put, push it back to summer, we had two R8s, an AMG GTS and an RS5. Um, I love an R8, beautiful car. Yeah, you kept, it's my favorite car. It's, really, I find it the most boring car years. in the world. I just thought it was the best like overall car. It's, it's the so easiest comfy, car to jump in and drive system, really fast. Quick. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't want to kill you. Yeah, it doesn't want to kill you. It doesn't want to rip your arms off. Just wants to go. Just wants to go in a straight line. It's mate. a TT with an engine. Before before I drove a supercar, I went to Dubai and um, I rented a Huracan. And I didn't even. I will had the GTS at the time, but I didn't even. I didn't drove it. I didn't tried test drive it or anything. And I went to Dubai and I rented a Huracan. And even I went to there and was like, 
this is literally just like having a 600 brake golfer. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, a, that's what it felt Four like wheel to drive, me. isn't it? That's why. Yeah. yeah, it's so safe. Up to 600 brake, that car is very, very safe. You can obviously bin it if you're not careful, but like pretty much those cars are very, very safe. But yeah, I do, do like a little car, but I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm toying with the idea of being on the other side of the car in the back seat nowadays. So that's more, that <laughs> what, seems a, a phantom bit, or some nah, shit. Maybe not a phantom, but like, yeah, I like a little well, V class. There's a few phantoms downstairs here, actually. Is they're fucking filthy. I think my mate Tyler's actually, he got he got lent a Cullinan black badge <sighs> for a week. Just, oh. I think maybe, maybe two weeks. We were driving that round Mayfair. That's another level. Oh, that car. Like oh, man, cars, I think the Cullinan black badge is so sick. Like I think I think I've very much like I've I've driven I've driven quite a few supercars now, I've had the benefit of doing it and I think I think for me now I'd definitely prefer a hundred percent a four by four yeah. chiller, like or in the backseat kind of thing. That's like I I wouldn't mind driving like Ferrari's my favourite brand, like in terms of cars. No, so two different to the to like Lambos and shit. Yeah. Ferrari, man, it's, I, there's the, I love saying it like yeah. Ferrari. Like, yeah, it was a very different Ferrari. car when I had that. It, you have to pay attention while driving that. Yeah. You can fucking kill yourself in but that car. I wouldn't mind driving that on a Saturday, Sunday, and then yeah. the rest of the week doing doing. I think I drove bits. that once outside central London. Yeah, it's in like nine months. <laughs> yeah. wow. so it's pointless. Wasted. Yeah, man, so it's wasted. Absolutely pointless. I, I I had the GTS for so Will had it um originally he bought it and then um we bought it on the business and I was the one driving it around for quite some time. Mm. And I was like I'd love that car. I absolutely loved it, but then it just became okay, I've got to get in this again and then drive it really fast yeah. because it's boring to drive exactly. slow. And the then gearbox, it's tiny, so you have to drive it quick to give yeah. it something positive. The gear <laughs> the gearbox is terrible if you drive it slowly. Yeah. Like, it's such a bad... It's a terrible car. Like, play, yeah. it's a terrible car in reality, but when, if, you, if you're driving it fast, it's a fucking... Yeah, it's like my mate Tyler, again, he's got a Hurricane Perth Spider. And I was in it the other day. I was just like, we looked at each other and he was like, I'm getting rid of this. My yeah. back's hurting. <laughs> we're both in our mid-20s and, and I was like, this is too small now. Yeah. It's, What's it's the point? Annoying. Like, we get it. Yeah, yeah literally, you get it, don't you? Get like, a Eurus or something. Yeah, you get it. Like, everyone says a Eurus is the best car. But yeah, like, yeah, like, once you've driven sick. the supercars of like a little bit and you're like, I get it now. But then it's like, like I, we had, when we had the two R8s and the GTS, I still Milo had the RS5 I still prefer driving the RS5 and they are the, sick RS cars the problem with the RS5 for me was the gear the gears didn't go long enough it went up to like 6,000 RPM but if it had been a bit further that would have been the perfect car for me I, I think that the gearbox was the only fault on that car mm, just slow but a bit apart from that I think I prefer that to the supercars myself 100% supercars are just every time you get in it it's just fucking cold as fuck when you get in it yeah, they're yeah, painful yeah. the seats are hard as fuck the suspension stiff as fuck it's one of those things like where unless, unless you've had one for a while you think it's sick yeah. yeah and it still is cool but then when you actually have one and live with it yes it's, it's like when it's cold on a Tuesday morning <laughs> and you've got to wait <laughs> so 15 yeah. minutes for, so in the GTS man like so when Will had it he lived about 20 minutes away from our office um, and because he was it was COVID and stuff the only time that he was driving it was to go from the office to mm. the house but the gearbox didn't warm up enough in time <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. able to be able to, to drive it fast so then it was like what's the point in even having this and the gearbox is just terrible up until it's warm yeah. like Tom used to have um, ceramic brakes on his old R8 
but the ceramic brakes wouldn't warm up. So yeah, then it was yeah. like, he could, he'd be driving an Audi R8 yeah. and he'd put his foot on the brake to like leave in our house to go onto the it main road work. and the brakes wouldn't work. So yeah. it'd just be like, well, I'm petrified of writing the car off every time I get in it because the kind the gears, like, sorry, the brakes aren't even like warm every time. Yeah, fucking so hell. Absolutely fucked. Yeah. I Living with a supercar and then you've got to look at the services. Uh, it's a lot of admin. Personally, yeah. Just get yourself a Yaris. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm a G-Wagon. I'm a G-Wagon fan. I've driven a couple of G-Wagons. I love RS G-Wagons. RSQ8 though. It's a Yaris for half the I price. I've never had an Audi, bro. I've had too many Audi's. Audi, 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 Audi. doesn't, doesn't scream fuck you. And yeah. I, as, a, as a younger person, I, I want to get a pink Yaris. Yeah, why not? I literally, I want a pink Rolex. Yeah, I want to get a pink one. That's my favourite. That's always been my colour. But it's like, just actually get a pink one would be so sick. It's sick, mate. Absolutely cash. I think the 4x4s, Range Rover SVR, G sixty three, Yaris, and then if you're a fucking rich, rich man, get yourself Colin and like imagine a pink Colin. Have you have you ever seen um, Jeffrey Stars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeffrey Star makes so much money. Fuck, he's got a seven twenty S's, Senna's. Yeah, he's making like hundred million a year or some bollocks. Yeah, he's making insane money. Yeah, man, he's he's an absolute nutter, Jeffrey Star. He loves his cars. Well, sorry, she. I don't know. I don't know if she's transgender. Neither do I. Yeah. Nah, so I'm not being that way. But if she's yeah. transgender, then apologies for saying hey. Uh, yeah. Still killing it. Yeah, still killing it, man. Absolutely killing it. She's 15 million subscribers. She obviously churns cash. Like, yeah. Fair folks, can't complain. 100. Have you ever thought about moving anywhere but Manchester? Is it near Manchester? Is it in Manchester? Yeah, it's just, like, just outside. Just outside Nutsford. Um, well, so yeah, because I've had this Nutsford. debate with a few guests. Well, not debate, but like conversation with a few guests who aren't don't live in London. <laughs> but it's like they like love to claim that they live in London. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's not even that. It's, it's just a different lifestyle, isn't it? Because yeah, well, I'm, I'm from up north as well, like countryside spec. Well, not countryside, but like obviously being in York, two minutes anywhere, it's countryside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of similar in Manchester compared to London. But like yeah. obviously being in central London, like I, I like the location and that, but yeah. there are drawbacks. Obviously everything's way more expensive, like per square foot. Yeah. Like yeah. Five times the price. Yeah, we do, we, but we don't actually live in Manchester. Like we live in Nutsford, which is in Cheshire, which is thirty minutes from Manchester. Yeah. But like I spend my life in Manchester, like all the time. Like, I only I sleep at my house in Nutsford, but I live like mm. my life in Manchester yeah yeah um, but like half an hour I suppose like that's half an hour within like the M25 in London so I'll claim the same in Manchester yeah <laughs> it is pretty much yeah. Um, but yeah we live just outside of Manchester in Nutsford unfortunately only only till um, literally five five weeks and then we have to we're moving out of our house in Nutsford we don't want to live there anymore it's boring Nothing to do there. Fucking so countryside. Literally, uh, this so countryside. Yeah, all our neighbours are above on the Instagram. age of sixty. It's like a, a big fucking pad in the countryside. Yes, yeah, it's countryside. Very man. different to the, my lifestyle here. You th- like so, uh, everyone thinks on initial view and from the outside looking in that that house is um, unbelievable and it is it is a it's a disgusting place for a bunch of twenty two to twenty year olds to be able to live at. Yeah, like that. It's unbelievable, but at like, the same time because we live in the countryside and I live so far away from where mm. everything's going on in the city it's so annoying because like I said I spend my life in the city and I have to drive 
at least an hour yeah, like there and back like to so, be able to so fucking, you're moving into central Manchester then what's the plan trying to trying to yeah the, we get um, a dirty flat somewhere yeah we, we tried for the um, get a penthouse we tried we used to have <laughs> a filthy one over there it was insane we had um, there's there's a couple available at Dean's Gate Square and if Dean's Gate Square is watching you better like just give it us know, we tried two years in a row for this penthouse it's at Dean's Gate Square and our current house costs 50% more than what those ones cost yeah and it's they still won't give it to us because they're looking for a certain clientele but yeah. they've got six I of them outside London yeah they don't give a shit here there's no, no. penthouses either so no. like just, there's, there's only any ones that are like suitable for us to live in yeah because because there's five of us like it's difficult as it is but there's a couple of I'm the lads together yeah, yeah there's a couple of lads that um spend a lot a lot of time with the girlfriends and consider moving in with them so mm. like we said don't do that we, I did that you ruined I, the relationship I've done that myself and we're not broken up I've done that myself and I'm now I'm, I'm single quite <laughs> really, yeah. living with my girlfriend honestly life lesson it's difficult like, man I wouldn't do it until you like definitely get married yeah 100% I honestly believe that like yeah, I've man. talked a lot about the girlfriend like flippantly on this podcast but that is one lesson I'll take yeah, don't live with any girlfriend until like, it's 100% so even when I was like, so I was living with my girlfriend in Deansgate Towers and my ex-girlfriend, sorry. Um, and then, but like, we was in the office to like stupid hours, like mm. pretty much every day, which was like 20, 25 minutes away from Manchester. So then it was like, she would be expecting me back at seven o'clock or six o'clock to be able to like go out and chill with her. But then I wouldn't because I'd be in the office and I would yeah. only get back at 10, 11 o'clock at night. And then she's not getting... She's fair, fair enough to her she's not getting the life like a relationship that she wants uh, yeah, attention like, attention yeah. etc and at 20 to 22 years old like I get it I understand that you want that kind of attention but for me I couldn't offer it at that time mm. um, so I wouldn't also I don't know it was alright but then at the same time it came with a lot of problems yeah but yeah I, I, I just don't agree with being in a relationship I suppose I'll take moment. your advice boys <laughs> I'll take it on board don't say that man. You, you, you currently live with a girlfriend <laughs> nah nah I don't live with my girlfriend and that. I don't, she even knows that we wouldn't live together but not not full time definitely not I've just got we've just got like too much going on us, us men especially like we're just so like invoked in work and that's like all day every day priority. like you go in you leave the office at 6 7 o'clock at night and you go and sit inside and then you're doing the same thing, but you're just doing it inside rather than in the office. Like, yeah. Always talking about business all the time. Like yeah. that's all we, we like. We find at this point now that like the only real like good conversations we can have is about business because we're all just like, so interested. It's the exact in same it. with with my mates in circle. Yeah, well, it's just it's what you like, isn't it? Literally, yeah. that it's, is our hobby at that point. It's what you're obsessed with. It's what you live every single day. Like, and it's something that you also own. Like, I can understand you yeah. know wanting to go home and people talk about the jobs or whatever because it's not theirs and it's just a workplace for them. Mm. But for like for us as owners, it's just like all I want to do is just like better this business. Yeah. And, but then it's took for it's taken sorry for us to be able to to do that and talk all the time constant constantly about business to be able to get the business to what it is yeah like you don't like as everyone preaches it you don't take a business from like zero to nothing by doing like nine to five you really don't like yeah, you just more. don't weekends yeah. everything yeah you gotta work weekends you gotta work nights you gotta be ready at 2am in the morning to be able to sort something if your website goes down I think down. a lot of people fundamentally misunderstand that yeah, yeah. And I don't think it breaks relationships, yeah. friendships, family relationships. I have had problems with all that. Like, it's all or nothing ultimately, isn't it? Yeah. And, and 
that that's yeah like it's, it's passion like, it's all or nothing for many many years like yeah and because you've got to be able to sustain it and then like putting someone else in charge like we've put people in charge of if not fine it's not worked mm. like you know what i mean it's not worked like they just don't they're not as like yeah they're not as invested they're not as they don't just not as involved as you are so then at the same time mm. it's like well like you're just losing losing business by taking that step back so it's like yeah. i'll take the step back in but then it's like i've got to invest all this time but i don't think people understand it until you actually go through it and i can see why someone who works a normal job just doesn't get it and why my girlfriend my ex-girlfriend at the time was just like i don't get why you've got to be at work till the stupid hours why can't you just do it at home on your laptop and it's like well it's still not the same like i'd rather be at the office where yeah. i'm like i'm just so in the zone yeah it's all i've ever known i don't know about yeah. you but yeah literally like, for the fact for the past two two and a half years of my life's all as I've known yeah. but then even before that it was very much sneaker reselling waking up at 6am but earlier than that 4 5am on Saturdays going down to Liverpool Foot Locker and mm. just queuing up but then we managed from doing that we managed to find the we managed to become um, friends with the manager there at Foot Locker Liverpool yeah. and then one day on the Yeezy Butter release when they Yeezy 350 Butters literally um, we went in the store because we had been in reselling at that store a couple of times. Like we bought loads of stuff from there, but like yeah. sneakily, and he always used, he never used to like us because we was always like beating the system and he would get in <laughs> trouble for it. Never used to like us, and then one day we went in on the Yeezy Butter three fifty release, and he printed off a receipt. Like just printed, like just pressed the printer on the receipt, took the piece of paper, wrote his number down on the paper, gave it to Tom, and he said, "He was like, when once this queue's gone, come back." come back and you can have everything have everything so that day we left that store with 350 pairs <laughs> 350 pairs of Yeezy butters in one day Fucking hell, and it was going for 70 pound profit per Take unit so. decent that in one day and then we was all like 18 19 we was borrowing money left right and center from family and friends and stuff like because I, I didn't have money to be able yeah, to afford no all them pairs i was like yo dad like mum dad send me fucking send me some dough and then i'll just kick back like 10 or 20 per pair to you or whatever but they weren't even interested in that they just wanted me to do well like yeah. they, they never ever took any money from me like when they borrowed me money um but i benefited a lot from that at the time being able to borrow a little bit of money from my parents maybe like a two thousand at most i ever took but then just like being able to just take that money put it into something else get paid from someone pay it back to our parents within a week like, it was unbelievable yeah. yeah on that then like going forward where do you see the business going because ultimately it's a tech company it's a SaaS company mm. like, I had a guest on Alex that sold his tech company sold his SaaS company and made I don't think I can say on here but fucking multi eight figures personally shit loads like, of money big money like do you see do you think about like potential exit you know, like over the next few years, where you can take it, or are you, are you still more kind of in the earlier? I think just want to do what you can with it, and you'll think about that later. I think at the moment we're still in like the early stages of it, and I don't think the business and like the actual like software is worth that much. But I think that like no, I, 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 I completely disagree with you on that really quick because if you look at Soul Savvy, then they're getting seed funding is at twelve million. Mm, Our Series yeah. C is at twelve million dollars. Um, but I don't think the actual technology is anything like anything that nobody else could do like if you just got a couple of good developers together you could whip it up in no time but I think like the potential for us is to literally make it into something amazing like an amazing platform like and ultimately that's the goal is literally to just make it the best product it can possibly be make it as simple as possible 
and take all the skills from there. Like I said about we're making this app now, like we've made like our own app for the ground up. So now I know like how to make a grab, like how to make an app like out of nowhere. So next time something comes along that needs an app, I know I can put it together in like a month like out of nowhere. So it's just yeah. like things like that. I think like the skills we're learning from doing this will allow us to take it to the next level, allow us to take it to that point where hopefully, you know what I mean? Yeah. Eight figures, nine I don't, figures. I don't, ever, I don't know ever necessarily it's a home run business. Um, we've had a, we've had a f- quite, I think, I think we've had two or three opportunities of people approaching us wanting to put us in front of um, VCs and stuff. Mm. Um, but then at the same time, <laughs> like, cause we're young, and then we've spoke to friends and family or people that are in business and they've been like VC, like our landlord is very, 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 very rich. Um, and we spoke to him about stuff and he's like, I'm not going to lie, boys. If, if you get put in front of, v, of a VC, they're going to rip you apart. Like they might, they might pay you, but they're going to absolutely destroy you and take you for everything that you've got. Mm. Um, but we've definitely, we've had literally two or three opportunities of people come to us and say, we'd like to like, put you in front of investors we'd like to do this for your business and then we'd like to put you in front of an investor yeah um and we've turned it down every time so far we've not looked at exit plans but the one thing we've always all said is because we're from the reselling industry we want a reselling empire we wanted to build a company crep chief notify that just was a staple like you couldn't dispute it everyone knew about crep chief notify and everyone Everyone in the industry now does know about Crep Chief Notify and there's no two ways yeah. about it. But like I do I do want to take it a bit further and build a proper brand and a content and media around it. And that's where I like now want to take it in my aspect of like because I'm mostly focused on the marketing. I want to focus on the content and building out a brand and um doing these podcasts or doing Q and A's, etc. and just mm like taking it to that next level rather than it just be a reselling company that sells yeah. subscriptions, like be a proper brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not just yeah, definitely simple transactional business. It's the hardest but best thing to do. Yeah, mm. it's so hard to create content that people want to watch. It's key to a big like multi-million pound business. Like the brand is everything. At the end of the day, it's like with NFTs for us, it's like people like know now. We're like, we're proven to help people make money. So it's like, if you know about Crepe Notify and you want to start getting into NFTs, you can just look at Crepe Notify, look that it's been successful, look that it's a real business that actually works. And then it's just like, boom. It's obviously going to work as well because yeah. we've, we've proven ourselves. Yeah. I think with Crepe NFT, like we started, well, obviously we started with zero. <coughs> but then like, we instantly got 500 members off the bat purely because of the reputation with Crepe Notify. So is that about getting into NFTs at like low floor price early, basically. Nah, it's more about like minting. Yeah, it's more about minting. It's more about like upcoming drops that haven't released yet. That's the key thing. Like everything we push hasn't released yet. So it's releasing Mm. in the coming month. So it's about how you can get whitelist, how it's best to go about it. We are analyzing it. We're analyzing all the aspects of the project and like how we think it's going to perform basically. So it's it's not about that secondary market. It's more, we do want to go into secondary market thing, but at the moment it's mostly like minting. So like our market, our target market is beginners yeah like and beginners don't want to invest a lot of money into the business so with secondary flips like you're asking people to necessarily wait some period of time <laughs> tie the money up you tie your money up into a project so you put 500 to a thousand pound because nfts aren't cheap yeah like, there's a lot of nfts that, that you want to invest in that like even 0.5 like a month ago was like two thousand dollars it's not now it's one thousand yeah, yeah, yeah but like that's a lot of money time. that's a shitload of cash mm. to fucking pounds. spend on a picture mate yeah. like, so then 
it's like, well, you've got to convince people to then buy something, keep a hold of it for a long time and hope that it goes up to an X price. Yeah. But with the mint and stuff and staying focused towards that, it kind of like allows you to like, okay, we know this is going to go for over mint price. You buy it at mint and then you sell it at overs and then you can reinvest, etc. And then once you've built up your profits and you've got yourself a couple thousand dollars, that's when like you start getting involved with like the secondary market. Um, and then you start yeah. holding pieces, like you pick up something at 500 to $1,000 and hopefully you sell it for 2,000, 3,000. Um, but for like our target market, it's about building that cash flow initially. Um, and keeping the business alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, because if you buy something, so there's there's shitloads of NFT projects that like you buy and then, um, well, there's a lot of NFT projects that you can buy that then like you spend a lot of money on and just go to zero. Yeah. But that's why you have yeah, Crypto yeah. NFT because we have a li we have literally like five or six people that do the same job in Crypto Notify, um, in finding products. So we have people that find NFTs, evaluate the projects. And then they decide, okay, we think we should put this, push this to members because we think this project will do X well. Hmm. Yeah, fuck. It's a lot of shit you could do. Like there's so many load. different angles in it. There's loads of different yeah. angles. But the one thing that we always wanted to do was build a reselling empire. I always wanted to be the best at re like best in the reselling industry. I wanted the biggest group. I wanted to be the best brand. Like, because because it always felt like. You, you have to be pushed out of these places like these groups etc it always was like you can't get in like there's no way I'm letting you in and it was always like it was always like fuck you like <laughs> fuck off like mm. like you know what I mean I always wanted to be the biggest and the best and we managed to eventually get there we did it with a lot of hate but we did it like but now it's about taking it to the next level and just trying to be global with it and yeah, so yeah. We NFT is that is beneficially global so that's hopefully a game changer do you to have to for the Crep Chief's main stuff. Do you have members outside the UK? Not really. Not for Notify. So we is that a way did, to scale it? We did initially yeah. do um, Crep Chief Notify USA. And that was off the back of... We did, was launching just before um, PS5s and the all the articles came out. And once the articles came out, they started like... We had Crep Chief. We launched it accidentally, I suppose. We had everything built, but we hadn't marketed it whatsoever. Mm. But the articles, because they was primarily US-based, Reuters, New York Times, etc., yeah. they was all sending a US audience. So then like people just was like being, they'd go into crepchiefnotify.com and it would redirect them to the US page and they'd buy the US group. Mm -hmm. But because the US group was running in the back, back end like anyway, because it was running for testing, was like, mm -hmm. oh, fuck, well, fuck it, we'll just take everyone in. And then we ended up literally doing like 500 to, 500 to 1,000 members at first. But because a lot of the articles was saying that we was a bot, which was not true. Mm. Like a lot of the articles were saying that all our members was using bots to purchase Xboxes and PS5s. Not true. Mm. We wasn't using automated software to purchase. We was using automated software for stock checking. But then people thought it was for purchase. So when everyone joined, like and Stripe, Stripe are annoying anyway. Stripe take like a zero point seven five percent. Stripe are very annoying. PayPal are worse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, PayPal are the worst man. They need to get shut down. 0.75% or something like that on Stripe if you get a dispute rate. So less than 1% of transactions and your account can get shut down. Yeah. But we literally was doing, we was doing so many on USA, 500 to 1,000 people we did within the first month of launching it by accident, mm. complete accident. And then because 
literally less than one percent of people disputed it the strike got shut down we lost mm-hmm. every single subscription and then we never picked it back up that. because we were so focused on just because notify uk was just growing so much we were just so focused on that we just never picked it back up yeah, yeah. it was um but yeah but the nft stuff is now allowing us to expand worldwide but then facebook jesus christ <laughs> Doing us. facebook make it mission impossible to market nfts at the moment like yeah. i literally we wrote to facebook like three four just shy of four weeks ago now we wrote to facebook we filled out an application to advertise cryptocurrency products mm. right they came back to me two days ago saying we approve facebook it. service is shit oh man it's just i spent jokes. millions on ads and you can't get a reply for a month yeah literally it's a joke it's just on it's purpose. Literally 30 days yeah. 30 days but they came back to That's us like tiktok's like, taking over oh tiktok's the goat man it's fucking chance they came back and was like yep no problem you lot can advertise i went okay cool can you now unban my ad unban my ad account i replied back to the email hmm. i got a reply back saying sorry we do not approve your account Insane. to advertise for nfts and it's like well you just fucking told me two hours ago mm. that i can do and now you're telling me that i can't you said yeah. that you don't even need approval so it's but, just like yeah, totally you don't even need points. approval we've looked at your business it makes no sense yeah we've had loads of trouble with facebook ads and that in the past like ad accounts getting banned stuff like that like losing all our data I th- i've just yeah. found over the it's past the past two weeks i suppose um but clearly seeing it literally this morning was that um Instagram are very much shadow banning NFT content. So if I post a story on my personal profile, I normally get like 400 to 500 views mm. on my story. But not like, but if I post NFT content, I get 100 to 200. That's mad, yeah. And I seen someone complaining on Twitter this morning when I woke up and he was like, I've tried posting this content twice and it features the word NFT in the post. And Instagram, I took it down twice. I've changed it from NFT to token and they're not taking it down. So they're definitely, definitely shadow banning yeah, the NFT mad. stuff at the moment. But he's a very big advocate for it as well, like Mark Zuckerberg and that. It is, it is. posting about it and stuff, so I don't get what he's... And he's actually talked about like integrating it into Facebook and that. So I just don't get what the kind of like vibe is. I guess it's because there's just so many... Like, if you interact with any NFT page, there's so many scam bots like DMing you all the time. And these scammers are literally making like millions of dollars a day just by scamming people. It's literally insane. So yeah. I think it's possibly got something to do with all the scamming going on. Because it's literally just running it insane. Like, if you type in like a big NFT project now, you probably like see a Facebook ad at the top for a scam website for mm. that NFT. Yeah, it's literally yeah. insane. So yeah. I think it's possibly something to do with that. Yeah, maybe that's the only excuse I can give them to be fair is the fact that they're literally mm. just trying to avoid people scamming. Um, but they make it so difficult, man. But then they've seen it obviously with the Forex and the cryptocurrency back in mm. like 2016, 2017. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of people scamming with it and just taking money off people willy nilly and. Or just getting kickbacks from brokers or betting companies, etc. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot. There was a lot of that back in the day. A lot of it. Yeah, for, forex is a weird one. Right, before we wrap things up, a few final questions because we've probably gone for hours. Um, <laughs> what's been the hardest thing you've had to deal with scaling the business on a personal level? Personal level. Well, I guess just in general, but not just yeah I guess not just specifically maybe business things I think one thing with us was that we realised and spoke to you about it before is what happened to us was we scaled it so fast and like so not necessarily unintentionally but unintentionally we didn't expect to get that on people so mm. we the revenue came first and then with all this revenue we had hundreds of mistakes to make 
yeah. to like actually get good at business. And I think that was one thing that, that happened to us is that we had all this revenue, but we didn't know actually that much about business. So then we just made many mistakes. And yeah, then like, yeah. but it's just a learning curve at that point. So I think that's definitely yeah. some massive thing that issue that we had is, and it's still going on to this day. We're still learning, but the revenue came first, and we probably lost a lot of money just from like wasting our revenue. Mm. Yeah. I don't. I don't know in terms of I. I apart from. I suppose, but it's not. I wouldn't even say it's like difficult. But you're committing a lot more time to a, a situation than you was before. Like I, I went, I went to uni twice. I, I dropped out twice. Same. Um, <laughs> and like, and it was just a different. Like you're in uni two and a half days a week, yeah. or you know doing seven days a week, and you're working not from nine till five. You're working from nine or earlier till at least seven o'clock every single day. At least seven. Mm. You're mostly working. Like, but it's, it's on-demand work. Like, so even if you sat in Dubai on the beach at five yeah. or uh, you're at Al Nassim smoking shisha, like, you're still working. Like, you still get a message from someone and you still reply. Even if you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. there's no I'm going to Brazil off. on Monday for two yeah. weeks. Very random. People think, I'm on holiday. I'm just, nah, I'm not. No. I'm going to Brazil to be yeah. in Brazil and work. I'm going, I'm going to it's experience a bit of holiday, Brazil, but, but I am also working. That's how it's always been. Yeah. People that aren't in the game don't get that. So it's yeah. not a holiday, it's a trip. Yeah, you just can't even switch off at that point. Sorry, the only yeah, holiday we we ever take is we do a week in Europe in in the summer, and that's it. We, but we have everyone else. We have everything in yeah, place yeah. around before. But apart from that, we take a week in Europe, normally South of France, mm. and that's that's it. Um, but yeah, that's the only holiday we take throughout the year. Yeah. So, all right. Final question because I started asking this in every fucking pod now, and I guess you can both answer. Maybe like one each or whatever. If you give three bits of advice to like your 16 year old self or whatever, like, you know, just like a much younger version of yourself that hadn't done anything, knowing what you know now, what would it be? I know some, uh, first thing I'd say to myself is literally just do it. Like whatever you're thinking, whatever you like thinking about doing, like I spent so much time on the wall about doing things and I I wish I'd have just took the leap straight away and just done it. And I feel like Mm. so many people out there, like they're all thinking about, about starting a business and that. One of my friends did it. He literally, he was saying, oh, I'm starting, I'm starting it, but he wouldn't do anything. And he was, in his case, he was starting like a food restaurant. And I said, lad, just literally, do it literally start doing it from your house literally start selling food from your house and just get on with it just literally get in the mix and start doing it and then another one from that is literally anything's possible as long as you just don't give up literally you can just do anything anything. there's a way to do everything as long as it's in the laws of physics it's literally possible there's nothing to say that it's not if elon musk can come from south africa and move to america and start building rockets and go to mars anything's possible literally yeah so 100 my fucking hero bro and that's why he says it's literally like if it's in the laws of physics you can do it simple as that um for myself i would say the number one thing is and i preach it all the time like milo's thing is just do it like just my number one thing is you are who you hang around with Mm mm-hmm hundred percent. Yeah, you massively, are one hundred million gazillion percent who you have, who you hang 100%. around with, and that is how you you find like your way in life. Like you people that are around you, the way that they operate, the way if those people around you are selling drugs, the likelihood is you're gonna end up selling drugs. Yeah, those people facts. around you are being lazy and not going to uni or whatever. Chances are you ain't going to uni as well. Like yeah. that's just the way that it works. You are who you hang around with. Um, that's my number one thing I would tell the 16 year old yeah I think that's actually probably one of the biggest things in hindsight now as I'm a bit older like 
yeah, my circle of mates is just flabbergasting. Like it's Literally. fucking insane what my just mates are doing. And it's normal everything. because it becomes normal. It, yeah. it raises the level. Hundred percent. It's like as as horrible as it sounds. Like you get you do get used to like the lifestyle of like oh yeah you up in the Lambo like you just like your mates driving whatever you up in the Lambo. Normal uh, yeah, it just becomes normal. Or yeah. you're just getting Audi R8s. But then it's like okay, my other mates just copped like the brand new F8 and it's like. Why I gotta get the F8 sets the bar yeah you just keep setting the bar for each other and if your man's setting the bar for selling weight then that's not a good vibe to be yeah. in yeah 100% agree like but very 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 true I agree with that one that'll um, be my third bro yeah you are young around with myself is uh, a number two I would say is literally just like it's not one in two each I'll do a second one yeah um but it's 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 a lot of lot of time and you've got to be ready for that. Mm. Like you've got to be you've got to be prepared to like answer the phone at two a.m. or you've got to be prepared. Like I've, there's times where literally websites have gone down. And I've been up at three a.m. Yeah. Like, trying to figure out a way with Shopify. Mm. Like back in the day, a couple of years ago, of like, okay, how can I get this website online because I've just spent money on an influencer five hours ago who's currently sending traffic or mm. whatever, currently around the around yeah. the place. And I need to be able to achieve sales, otherwise I've just wasted shitloads of money on an influencer. Like, there's times where I've been through that. Um, like, sat, I've been and sat answering live chats all day, as tedious as that is. You've got to be expect like expected to do tedious jobs in your business. You don't want to do them. No one wants to sit in Instagram Instagram DMs. No one yeah. wants to sit and answer live chats. But you've got to do it. Like that's right. you've got to be committed to the tedious work. Um, I would say is like my number two thing. But yeah, the, the you are who you hang around with, man. That's a fact. Yeah, and that's my number one preach in life. And that's something like 100%. I told it to Milo and Milo was just like so true. It's the truest thing ever. And now we both literally we say it to each other all the time. It's like you've got to be careful in your circle. And I appreciate the five my, my circle, the five of us. I was my that's my team. Like I couldn't I couldn't live without my team. There's no way. Like I, there's no I, I know I can ask every single one of them something and be able to get a different answer from them, but it's also a solid answer every single time from each of them. Mm. And I can't I can't exchange that in life. Yeah. Like being able Priceless. to like if I look around at most people's social groups and I'm like, okay, you, all you do is go to the you just go to the bar with him once a week. All right, okay, you're just doing drugs with him. And it's like, oh, like, but I've got, I've got people around me and my friends that are people that I live with every single day that are pushing me to be more. Yeah. So now I generally naturally have to like, feel like, feel like I need to achieve more to be able mm -hmm. to do it. Um, so it's just about pushing each other to the next level. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I can't preach that enough. You are who you hang around with. Can't preach yeah. it enough. That's a good note. That's a good note to end things on. Right, yeah, sick. Um, probably gone for fucking three hours, can we? But it's one of them. Um, yeah, I think I think that's that's a solid message to end on. Super fucking interesting story. I'm intrigued to see where you, where you take this shit. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, appreciate fucking it. Northern Thank boys. You for on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, see it in it. Yeah, look, if you're enjoying the pod, subscribe, share it with the mate, all that good shit. Um, got loads of episodes, like six weeks ahead of the minute. Been fucking grinding these out. Um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed the episode and see you in the next one. Cheers for watching. Peace.